So, are we ready for this? Everybody yeah. good to go? I think so. Excellent. How are we doing on drinks? Yes. Doing all right. You got uh, a drink. Mr. Barnes, have you been outside lately? Finish mine. Outside? What's lately? Like this morning, like, I went out. I walked oh, my dog. Oh, that's interesting. We're going to need you as Joe finishes this drink. Uh, we've got another one. Oh, boy. Here, my friend. Oh. Uh, we left you something outside your front door. I'll keep it low. Are you fucking serious? I yep. am fucking go serious. Go check. <laughs> <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's salty. Mmm, wow. salty. Mm, it's so meaty. <laughs> so meaty. You, know. <laughs> you think he's going to like it? I don't know if he likes porters. Well, usually if people don't like it, they'll fake their way through it. Yeah, fake it till you For a beer, yeah. like it, right. I mean, he had to have found it. I know how big his place is. <laughs> and the front door's not that far away. <laughs> 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 I love it. I left it in a bucket of ice oh. so it would stay cold. Oh, that's a good idea. So I really hope it stayed cold. Okay. Did you find it? Aha. That's Excellent. It. That's what we were rocking. There it is. <laughs> yes. This is amazing. This how is a. Uh, how did I not even hear you? <laughs> left, left Hand Brewing that's a Company. Great brewery company. It is it? I'd it, never heard it of it. It is, yes. So I was I was walking around trying to find something that um would relate to what we were doing. And a couple of the uh, notes that I made on certain tracks were that uh, it was disco. it was a little uh, reminiscent of disco yes, music. A little bit. So I saw this one and I said... A, a uh, little? It's ha- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was some definite disco in here. All right. You ready to crack yeah, them this, open? This is a disco album. All right. Here we go. <laughs> T- time to crack them open. Let's do it. Oh, I already, I already cracked mine open. Shit. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> you didn't know. It's fine. That's okay. But uh, cheers, fellows. Thank you very much. Cheers to you. Awesome. That tastes, whoo, that is bold. Yeah, buddy. That's Let's great. get started. I didn't know if you would like a porter, man. And actually, once I got this, I'm going to be real with both of you. I yep. had to get on my phone and look up what the fuck a porter was. Oh, it's just a, you know, it's heavy beer. So it's like a New England mm-hmm. type thing that, uh, and, yep. and it was, it, it said something about like chocolatey and oh yeah stuff. So I'm yeah. like, well, we can't go wrong with that. Nope. Yeah, uh, I don't drink porters that often, so... Well, I hope you enjoy uh, it. This one's really good. Good. Good, good, good. I like it. All right. So, um, Sam, I'm going to have you introduce the album, if you don't mind. Yes. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, a terrific album from 2013. It's Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. I'm really excited to talk about this. I'm Sam. Who's here? Joe. Oh, Lance is here. And Joe's here. Roll call. Cool. This is intro. You did an intro. In the not so now you just have to say this is Album Monder. This is Album Monder. This is Album Monder. There it is. There you go. I like that. <laughs> this is Album Monder. <laughs> slower next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was surprised. Like, I, I guess you said at the beginning that it was 2013. But for some reason, no. I I don't know why, mostly because I don't understand how time works. I was thinking that the album we were listening to was before Tron, but Tron was actually before this. Right. And it just didn't yes. dawn on me until a little yes, bit sir. later. So all of the notes that I had made 
saying, oh, this sounded like Tron before Tron had happened. Those don't matter because oh. Tron had happened. I did watch Tron today. Tron. Legacy. Oh, yeah. That's right. So that was pretty exciting because I'm like, you I know what? I love that movie. It's so yeah. good. It was pretty love cool. It. I know I, yeah. I fell asleep like two years ago. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> and like, I don't know, 20 minutes in. <laughs> it was exhausting. I was going through a lot. I was working a lot, too. It's anyway, true. So it's I actually true. had the time to sit down and watch it. And it was pretty cool to see the digital uh, Jeff uh, Bridges and just like, mm-hmm. wow, this is pretty cool. Like. Screw you, Clue. Yeah. Come on, man. Exactly. What did, you, yeah. what did you think of that? What did you think of like how they did the the uh, I don't know what they call that. What is it? The face CGI, I guess. Yeah, they. I I, I know the that CGI. there's a there's a specific name for it, but I, it's not deep fake, is it? That's something else. No, that's that's what that one. I'm going to use air quotes. Company does. They call that a deep fake. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. I, I mean, it's essentially the same thing yeah. because there's an actor yeah. standing there, and yeah. and yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's the same sense. thing that they did with uh, in Star Wars for Tarkin and yeah. for Carrie Fisher. Although Tarkin yeah. looked way more believable than Carrie yeah. Fisher, although it was still cool. Yeah, I'm it not complaining. Cool. It was still, but cool. like for Tron, it was like acknowledged that he's a program, and not so only that, that but Tron was like one of the first ones to really do it, try it, at, mostly successfully in a movie. Yeah. But it's funny because it's like old Jeff Bridges voice yeah. with young Jeff Bridges but like, face. I just can't. Okay, so I also watched Iron Man 1 last night, mm-hmm. two, yesterday oh, too. man, you're watching classics. I'm watching Those all these. two of my favorite yeah. movies. Joe's got so much time. I guess. Um, I have no time. <laughs> so I'm watching all these Jeff Bridges movies, and there's still a part of like there's always the dude that's always in every single one of his like parts i don't know it's like even in tron legacy he's like walking mm-hmm. around going yeah man totally dig <laughs> you know true. just like you know <laughs> you're messing just, with my zen man it's hey, just man. become his yeah thing. man it's, it's his personality like, yeah. it's so true. like he's like explaining the science of everything he's like yeah you dig yeah it's just like <laughs> i love it like oh my god you know rumor has it jeff bridges his favorite album Ever? Daft Punk. Daft Punk. All right. Random access memories. How about track one, boys? Track one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fire it up. For some of these tracks, it's going to be interesting because we're we're used to a lot more lyrics yeah. in in tracks. Yeah, and a lot more power. That was another thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Is like listening yeah. to this. There was like it, it talking. Was, well, yeah, it was it was hard for me to say songs versus tracks. That that's what I was referring to these as. You know, when we're listening to REM or Marcy Playground, whatever, Janet Jackson songs, song, song, song. But these, I found myself writing down track three, track four. So here, let's fade back up. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Mr. Barnes, do it. This song kicks in with this big drum and guitar intro. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? Because uh-huh. if you've listened to Daft Punk before this album, uh, you're like, it's all, it's all dance music. It's all electronic completely. And then you have human musicians playing actual instruments to open this album. So right off the bat, you know this is going to be a different album than anything they've done. Yeah. In their previous history. And then it kicks into this badass Studio 54 jam. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, okay, this is what it's going to be like. <laughs> I feel like it's a great opener. It and is. It totally sets the tone for the rest of the album. Yeah. Uh, Joe. Uh, I thought it was kind of a soft entry, but then it builds and builds and boom. And now we have electronic lyrics to it. Yeah. And, uh, so that's just kind of a fun ease into it like it's a yacht rocks kind of thing almost and mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty cool i one of the first things that i that i wrote because i didn't really know what i was getting into now later on in the album i realized even more so than just get lucky i think that there was a total of two maybe three other tracks that i had heard before whether it was in passing and one of them i don't know where i would have heard it but because I don't think it was ever a radio hit, so I don't know how it happened. But the first thing that I wrote for track one was um, a hint of disco in it. And, you know, had I known what I was getting into exactly, I I would have known that that was kind of where the whole album was going. Not all of it, because it felt like some of them got into a little bit more, had more of an 80s feel, and I can uh, get into that a little bit later. And actually, while I was listening to to this one, I likened it to... I don't know if it would be more sped up, but it reminded me of Rock With You, Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So that's, that's, sure. where I, um, that's where I saw this one going. And, and then I made a note uh, while I was listening to this track because I hadn't really dove into this entire album, let alone just Daft Punk in general besides the Tron Legacy soundtrack. I said, well, I'm late to the party. <laughs> That's what I wrote down because I was loving it and I knew that I was going to like everything that I was about to hear. And I said, I fucking showed up after everybody bailed. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like they are, they're already done. They left the party. Everybody's clearing out, but still enjoying the music. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm just figuring hey, this shit out. Just, just showed up. <laughs> oh my God. I love it's, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's it's interesting that you mentioned uh uh rock with you because mm-hmm. uh they actually one of the guys that played drums on this album is named John J.R. Robinson. He okay. played drums on the entire Off the Wall album. Oh, oh. Yeah. connection. And he also played on Bad. Oh. So, yeah, he had a relationship with Quincy Jones and he's drummed on tons of other things. I mean, they had we can go through it in some of the other tracks, but I mean, he worked with these guys worked with top notch session musicians on this. Wow. I mean, it was like the best of the best, like the cream of the crop. So. Um, so that guy yeah. was sticking with what he knows, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he knows yeah, that that pretty, works pretty much. But that's I it took me like it took me a minute because I heard it. And of course, you're not listening to Michael Jackson. So I'm like, where 
where have I heard something like this before? And yeah, that was it. Yeah. I just noticed you're wearing the Ace Ventura That's Rhino right. button. That's right. That's my Max Power <laughs> pin. My friend Max Power. <laughs> kind of hot in these rhinos. Yeah, she does uh, comedy, and uh, she photoshopped her face on the Rhino. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, it's Ace so Ventura. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't even we didn't yeah. even say it. we just went into the track. Yeah. Uh, the track was called "Give Life Back to Music." Give life back to music, and that is a on their last on their track. last album. <laughs> Like oh, that was their. <laughs> was it? Was it? Is that their last album? Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah, oh yeah. This is the last thing they did. Uh, so like what have they been collaborations after this? But okay. This is oh. their last official album. Yeah. Um. So for like eight years, they're just like, all right, that makes sense. Your phone's blown up. Uh, it's it's a lady. Anyway, oh don't worry about it. <laughs> I think it's Daft Punk, and they're a little concerned. That's why <laughs> yeah. You're they're shit like, for not putting out an album for eight years. <laughs> they're listening. Crap. <laughs> All right, let's move on to track number two, The Game of Love. I'll start. Obviously, slower abides by my mixtape rule. Yeah, usually. I, the I, I've been pleasantly surprised with all of these albums <laughs> and how they how they're laid out. Um, for this one, the first thing that I thought to myself was that, like, 1970s into 1980s, I could see this not not necessarily the speaking parts, but the music being background music in like a TV show. That's uh-huh. totally what this sounds. Yeah. Sam's nodding. Got the seal of approval yes. on that one. Um, the other thing I I noted, I don't know what the what the I assume it's an instrument, but I don't know what it's called that distorts your voice like this. Peter Brampton. What is it? Vocoder. Low coder. Vocoder. V o c o d e r s. Vocoder. Where you put it okay. in your mouth Vocoders. like Peter Frampton. Sorry. Yeah. Plural. Not a great way to stop. Oh, uh, no, that's no. the talk box. That, that, what? Ah. <laughs> when he well, has that thing. E- yeah. Either way. Yeah, when he has the tube in his mouth. Yeah, yeah that's the talk box. Either uh, way, I wrote down Sambora in Living on a Prayer. Straight wow, up. Wow, wow. Same thing? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I wrote. Same instrument? Question mark. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the same instrument for Peter Frampton and Richie Sambora, but that not the same as this. Weird. Yeah. All right. I, uh, but that it just sounded just like it. <laughs> I, th- I think anyway. I don't think I don't think that's the vocoder. Yeah, I don't. It it just you know, and that was another thing. I I heard it and I'm like, this sounds like what is this? Yeah. What am I what am yeah. I listening to? Uh, give us some facts, Mr. Barnes. Well, so I've kind of felt 
I, that's interesting that you thought it was like an 80s TV show or late oh, 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the background, like when they're yeah. Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis creeping around and fucking moonlighting. This would totally yeah. be in the background. Yeah, or like in Miami Vice. Oh, you know, yeah. See that totally being on that show. Yeah. When I heard this music, I was like, I wouldn't have been stunned if Barry White or... Teddy Pendergrass started singing over the top of it. Right. Oh, really right. Like Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Exactly. Like exactly. Break out the cocaine. I totally, I totally you're at could have heard that. But well, what's one thing like, what do you guys think about this? Because they do this repeatedly through it's... the album and have done it on all of their previous work. Using this vocoder like effect oh. on their voices and essentially sounding like robots because well, that's what they are. Granted, I haven't really. What do you guys think about that for like a vocal? But that's well, like... that's them. And like, granted, I haven't seen or heard the rest of their albums. But like when I think Daft Punk, I think electronic. I think kind of synth, synthy kind of. Yeah. So to me, that's normal, and so I don't think anything of it. Now, if someone like Foo Fighters were to do that, it would be like, now what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, something yeah. like that. But I think it's normal. I think it it totally works in this album, and it works for them. Right now, is there is their branding and their persona? Are they supposed to be? Uh, we watched before we started this. Um, did a rewatch of the the epilogue video of them yeah. saying goodbye. Sure. So I have a couple questions about that because I figured you might be my go to for that information. Okay. Um, sure. But were they were they supposed to be like? Was their image that they were both like robots or like cyborgs or you know what? Have did they ever actually discuss that? Because it seems like over the course of the years, with the exception of maybe in the early to mid '90s, prior to taking on this 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 look and persona, they didn't really do any interviews and talk right. about it. It was just like, "Here's what we are. This is what we do. You're either in or you're out." Yeah. And um, so so, what did they want people to think of them, or did they not this- care? This is my absolute number one favorite thing about this group. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Tomas and, and Guy Manuel, two French guys. I'm glad you pronounced it. Sure. Because I looked uh, at his name two, <laughs> several two French, times. Two French uh, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they basically took the helmet idea from a film that they saw called uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. Um, and this was a, 19, um, a 1974 film. Um, they that had actually that actually featured uh, someone that's going to guest vocal on a later song. We'll get into him. Ah. Um, but they that is kind of where they got the helmet idea from. The protagonist in that film okay. wore a helmet, and they decided they wanted to wear these helmets. They did it to avoid the idea of like celebrityhood or yeah, stardom. Right. They didn't want it to be about that. They wanted the emphasis to be on the music and not themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be walking around and have people being like, "Oh my God, you're great!" Oh, it's yeah. you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know they they weren't concerned about themselves getting the credit. That that wasn't a thing for them. They just wanted it all to be all to be on what you were listening to. Yeah. I think that worked, and it's always fun because then you're like, "Who do they really look like?" And you know, uh, you just got that extra level of mysterious. Yeah, the element of know? mystery yeah. is cool. I I appreciate that. I I, it's interesting that they went a different direction. Uh, I mean, you know, if she's telling the truth, uh, they went a different direction than Sia. 
did. Yeah, Sia was just like, who the hell Where, are you? And, and maybe it, she did like the anonymity, but um, it was also like a nerves thing when she would sing. Sure. Yeah. But that it sure. just kind of reminds me of that. Now, can you tell me who is who in each helmet? Like silver oh. versus gold. Yeah, I believe silver. Tomas is the one in the silver helmet. He's the taller one, I He's believe. He's the taller one, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Taller and, yeah. That was a cool video, though. But yeah, yeah. The taller Thomas. and the, uh, is the silver one the smaller helmet? Yeah, because then okay. the gold one had like the full, like, the Yeah, yeah, thing. that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, then it makes me wonder, like, I don't know what, like, why did he blow up and not the gold one? And like, I don't know. It's just, I, what do you mean? He turned around. He took off his jacket. Oh well, turned, that, like, so this is something that I wanted to yeah, ask Sam because my <laughs> my takeaway from it was that he was the one saying that he was ready to be done with it. That makes sense. Yeah, and so it was his choice to to leave the band. And it was the whole metaphor of the 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 other person continuing on, and you know, he was he, ahead. and he just kind of slowed down. Yeah. and came to a stop, and you know, then. Decided to like implement self destruct yeah. on the career because like the tone of it, I felt like <clears throat> I felt like R two D two and C three P were breaking up <laughs> like <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. oh, you guys it's was so like, sad. Ah. I I think Lance, I think your interpretation of it is exactly how I took it. Yeah, that's great. I took it, and okay. I never read anything online about other people's interpretation or yeah. what they actually were trying to convey. I just assumed what you said is exactly what it was. The only thing I'll add to that, though, is that I think the robot, the the one that walked away and exploded, I think he actually wanted to go off and be a farmer in Georgia. Uh, is what I think right. was happening. Go hang out with uh, go hang out with Ari. That's what I heard. Why he left the group? Bigger and better things, my friend. <laughs> hey man. And then there, there was like, an. I'm in one of the biggest bands in the world. Right. I'm gonna oh go God. be a farmer. Yeah. Well, and it, it does make you wonder if this was their last full studio album and their fourth one, mm-hmm. by the way. No. I like how many other projects did they have together after this just like ballpark were they were they really busy or were they just getting together to create music together every now and again and so that's why he's like you know maybe we just leave this in the past and and move on that makes sense yeah i think they were still in demand a little bit they uh they worked with um they got together in 2016 with uh, our favorite artist ever, our favorite recording artist ever, The Weeknd. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, worked on the songs Starboy, which he played during the Super Bowl, and another song called I Feel It Coming. Oh, um, so okay. So they, they, they helped produce uh, they helped produce those songs. Yes. I actually looked up, because I was trying to find stuff with interviews and all of that, and I found um, something that The Weeknd had said about them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, it, so this must have been, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it says, during interviews for his Variety cover story last year, his voice took on tones of awe. He said, oh my God, that's different. He said, those guys are one of the reasons I make music. I so can't even compare them to other people. Their branding and how seriously they take their craft and image and everything. They're almost not real, he laughed catching the irony of that statement in light of the duo's long-running conceit about being robots. 
But seriously, they're very strategic, very smart, and they don't attach themselves to anything they feel isn't right. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I didn't know prior to this and prior to reading about it that they were involved in that album. Was Was it in a producing aspect for those particular songs? They produced those particular songs. Okay, nice. Yep. So he got to... He got to see him with uh, no masks. Oh, boy. What, what if they showed up? Right. <laughs> you want Daft Punk? You get Daft Punk. There you go. But I did yeah. see. Where's my Where's my thing here? What if oh. they were the only ones touring for you know, coronavirus? Like, I'm wearing a mask. Fair. Like, Fair. Helmet. I see what you did there. Yeah. Like, they, they immediately walk in with like a disclosure agreement. Like you can't mm-hmm. describe what I look like yeah. without my without my helmet on. You know, I think I saw I like a couple it. photos yeah. of like after a Grammys awards like years ago where like the paparazzi or whatever were catching on to like, oh, these are the two guys from Daft Punk. And mm. like they were like, you know, pushing carts into the van and shit. And I, you can find. Yeah, yeah, you can find photos. I mean, of they're, them not, online and they're stuff not hiding it, but it's, it's nice to well, know. Same thing with Sia, not to bring it back to her. Yeah. But you've seen her face. <clears throat> yeah. She just doesn't like it out there all the time. Yeah. And at concerts and such or like music festivals for for mm. Daft punk and and their shows it's nice just to know and not be like what the fuck do you look like (laughs) just i don't know (laughs) i think you're just being greedy i am am. also (laughs) i we should mention because of the masks that uh they were formed uh well they had something else going that was more rockish i forget the name of the band that they had i don't know if you remember that sam but it was Um, it, it was something that was like they they got the name from another song and i apologize that i didn't write it down but oh. apparently in the in the mid to late 90s they actually didn't have any costumes. Huh. So they incorporated that look okay. a little bit later. That's what I was reading huh. anyway. Hmm. Yeah. But you know, the internet can be the full of lies. Mm. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Not my internet. No. Uh track Google. number 3. I have Google Fiber. What are you talking about? Uh introduce track <laughs> number 3, Mr. Burns. Song is Giorgio by Maroder. When I was 15, 16, when I really started to play guitar, I definitely wanted to become a musician. It was almost impossible because it was the dream was so big that I didn't see any chance because I was living in a little town, was studying, and when I finally broke away from school and became a musician, I thought, well, now I may have a little bit of a chance because all I really wanted to do is music, and not only play music, but compose music. At that time, in Germany, in 69, 70, they had already discotheques. So I would take my car, would go to a discotheque, sing maybe 30 minutes. I think I had about seven, eight songs. I would partially sleep in the car because I didn't want to drive home. And that helped me for about uh, almost two years to survive in the beginning. I wanted to do an album with the sounds of the 50s, the sounds of the 60s, of the 70s, and then have a sound of the future. And I said, wait a second, I know the synthesizer. Why don't I use the synthesizer, which is the sound of the future? And I didn't have any idea what to do, but I knew I needed a click. So we put the click on the 24 track, which then was synced to the Moog modular. I knew that could be a sound of the future, but I didn't realize how much the impact would be. 
My name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio. can't talk over other talking so we just had to let it let it happen but that was cool if they started it with that you know and it's interesting that that's not track one or something where you know he's just telling a little bit of background yeah and then here's the synthesizer which reminds me of like uh i don't know stranger things or something um yeah absolutely i i can i'm on board with that because uh also i'm gonna say the first note that i had here was so he's straight up from Austria, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what yes. he sounds like. I would <laughs> he, I, the I, he sounds so much like Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. when he was when he was younger. Young, yeah, and that that was the first thing that I thought of when I heard him. So I'm just saying, I don't I don't know the dude, but that's what he sounds like. <laughs> Lay it on me. He sounds like sounds like he's from Austria. I yeah, love it. Uh, he's um. Uh, Giorgio's from, he's Italian. Oh! Yeah. yeah Giorgio's I didn't expect way more Italian, eh? You know? Hey, yeah. a spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, but he was playing, he was doing his early music in the German clubs. Oh. And that's how you um, pick it up. Lived, lived in that area because that's kind of where there was like a real happening as far as like in the late 70s with that mid to late 70s with that type of like electronic music. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where craft work came from. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Um, Dang, I man. think they're pretty cool. But he is a, he was basically a performer, uh, producer, um, essentially, of uh, music in the late 70s. He produced uh, a bunch of Donna Summer's disco hits. Oh, that makes uh, sense. That checks out. That makes pretty, sense. Pretty much all the big ones. Yeah. Like, Love wow. to Love You Baby, Bad Girls, Hot Stuff. Um, he did soundtracks including one for a film called Midnight Express. I don't know if either of you have ever heard of this film. I have not. I have, yes. Yes, this is where I actually learned about Giorgio Moroder is through this film because he did the soundtrack for it. It's a true story about an American college student that caught was caught smuggling drugs out of Turkey and thrown into prison. Oh, wow. Um, and then was let out maybe 19 years later, or actually escaped, I'm sorry, 19 years later. Anyway... The song from that movie, uh, the the main theme from that movie is called The Chase. And uh, the reason that I actually knew about this is because I used to watch professional wrestling as a kid. Yes. (laughs) Here we go. We're getting deep into (laughs) it. Didn't we all at some point? My nerd. uh, Yeah. yeah, My nerdy. uh, I've been to a few Monday Night Raws. Back when it was this. back when it was WWF, right? Oh, uh, for, yeah, for me. Yeah. So, so there was this tag team, you know, when two guys wear matching spandex and they like tag in and out of the ring, right? right. Yeah. Uh, so they were called the Midnight Express, same title as the film, and they used this theme of Giorgio Moroder's as their entrance music. Oh, that's the first time I ever heard this. And then later, when internet became a thing, I was like, you know, I'd like to hear that song because I liked it. So then I found it and made the connection and then started getting into some of uh, Giorgio's stuff. Nice. Um, nice. But he did a lot of other things. Soundtracks for Superman 3, Scarface, NeverEnding Story. Whoa. He, produ- he produced Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Nice. Uh, yeah, dude. Everybody uh, knows Flash that. Dance. He did David Bowie, Janet. He worked with Blondie, lots of people. Oh, and Kylie Minogue. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Kylie. Um, but she he still was a got huge it. influence on these guys, so they wanted to have him tell his story 
on this track and then kind of dedicate a song to him basically it seems it seems almost like something sorry i interrupted you there at the end no 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 no, i was done it's yeah uh, to Joe's point, um, yeah. one of my notes here is I put 80s faux show. Yeah. For 80s. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's straight up Stranger there with Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. But also, this is the first one on the album that, again, I'm, I'm going to liken it to Tron whenever I can. Right. And I'm going to do it right now because this was the one that sounded the most like Tron to me until the drums kicked in. And yeah. because there's you, you don't hear any drums in Tron from what I can remember. Right, right. None whatsoever. And then yeah. the last note that I had about this as I continued on, and I think I think I went back to listen to this part, like the second half of the song again. And my my question I wrote down was, how bad does Sam want to drum this shit? <laughs> <laughs> because it just yeah, sounds like they're fucking going nuts. Absolutely. On it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's super, super fun, like, like backbeat going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's terrific, man. Um, yeah, apparently, I'm glad you brought up Tron again because apparently they wanted to have uh, Giorgio Moroder collaborate with them on the Tron soundtrack, okay. but he wasn't available and couldn't do it. Oh, could you imagine? Uh, that would so Like, good. even if it was a couple, just like a couple tracks on there. Just, just I wonder what it, it would have been just, like. Just yeah. I, I'm glad that I'm learning about him because I would like to dive in further to learn some more. Now, does he have a lot of stuff that's just him out there? Or is it mostly collaborations? Yeah, in the late in the late seventies, he had some albums. He had a couple of albums that were kind of just his thing, you know. And then he did a lot of soundtrack work, but then he did a lot more collaborations. So I'd say probably more on the collaboration side, really, for him, okay. than it is just, you know, just stuff that were, you know, just kind of made up for him uh, to put on albums. It was it was really more soundtrack, I guess. Probably okay. leaning heavily towards that. Yeah. Nice. Like Joe, it. what do you think? You've been digging I, this one. Yeah, it's fun to start with stories, you know? Um, so that was just kind of different, but it was fun. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm a sucker for different voices, so right. you try to mimic the best you can. Just kinda, All right. You know, huh? I spent time in the I, car. I could have sworn <laughs> it was Austria. Yeah. I had no idea that an Austrian accent, granted, I don't know that many. Yeah, you know. Right? But the one that the, the one that I know the most, I'm like this dude. Yeah, he's got to be neighbors. It's yeah, interesting. <laughs> got to be it's some an different. interesting way to start a track. But like, like you said, is. he's Italian. But, the, the, yeah, it's just bizarre. But well, it's cool. You know what would be cool yeah. is if they did, if they did or had come out with a final album. That if you have maybe even an an entire album of that of you discussing. Okay, your cool your, your craft. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear the ending? That was a cool ending. Uh, anyway, that's okay. <laughs> I just want to pick out a small detail. That's okay. <laughs> I like it. Do you want to go back this and hear is, it again? Th- this, this is actually like... Your, see, my mixtape rules, I think, are a little different than yours yeah. because they kind of went from one upbeat opener, which I thought was great. Yeah. Then they had a mellow to, one. To a mellow one. Yeah. But I feel like they went to the mellow one too quickly. Yeah. Like, mm. I think they could have maybe done this song second. Yeah. And then three or and four. And kicked into the next one third. Yeah. I'm like third or fourth. Yeah. We we the, definitely like, have palette. different rules. Your your <laughs> rules are a little flawed there, Barnes. <laughs> <What>? But it's... <laughs> I'm kidding. I think you got to build it up a little more. I'm joking. Joe wanted to hear the end again. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. That's not the right song. Fuck that. Akash. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go back. How do I go back? 
in time. You got to go back in time. Yeah, here we are. Okay. I don't know why I went to the wrong one. That was that was weird. You ready? I'm going to turn this shit up. This part. Kind of fun. That's a great yeah. ending. Yeah, it's a cool, cool. It reminds uh, me of like the Matrix soundtrack or just techno, and I don't know. I thought it was cool that they started with a little bit of talking, just to you know do something different, and mm-hmm. then you kind of appreciate like, oh, he talks about the synthesizer, and then boom, it cuts in. And you're like, oh, well, okay. So it kind of brings a little bit more appreciation to it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it just threw me off though when I was two tracks in, all of a sudden this dude's talking like, who the hell? Is <laughs> it is like, yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> like, but wouldn't that be sweet though? If like if you're such a well known uh, band or duo like these guys, and then you just lay it all out there, it's it's almost what people do with um, anniversary albums. Yeah, like Alanis did this with Jagged. I mean, she's put out so many different things associated with Jagged Little Pill, but there's one in particular where she, I believe it's all on the same one. She not only put up tracks that she recorded for Jagged Little Pill, but they didn't make the album. So it's fucking great because it sounds just like that time because it is that time. Yeah. But you've never heard this song before. Wow. It's yeah. just like 20 whatever years later and you're getting to hear a brand new track that was like so close to making the album. That time. And then I, again, I can't remember if it's the same one or not, but then there's a whole other one where you can um, uh, other other tracks that you can hear her discuss the process of how she came up with certain songs and and i'm because i haven't dove into it maybe we will in a future one because i fucking love that album but she described that certain ones were just like in one take and and the story behind how it's recorded is so interesting much like the beginning of this track even though i don't know this dude giorgio but hearing him speak about these things and a combination of his his accent and you can hear the passion in his voice with the music in the background that's the coolest fucking shit i've heard yeah. so far yeah yeah i liked it yeah i love this track yeah uh, i love how he talks about sleeping in his car like he was just so committed to the craft you mm-hmm. know like, yeah, he's doing to drive whatever anyways. he had to do yeah <laughs> like he couldn't drive home because it was too late so he's like i'll just sleep in my car It'll mm-hmm. be fine. <laughs> that's great all right take us to the next track my friend we got number four on the album. It's called Within. Within.
vocals kick in there at like exactly a minute. Right. Oh, okay. Because I typically try to play about a minute's worth of a track with the ex- exception of Giorgio. Right, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he kept talking. <laughs> but I was going to fade it down and like, ah, shit, it's starting. No. I can't do that. Um, this, oh, let's listen to this part. So truth be told, when I was making these notes, I was doing some house cleaning. So I wasn't able to write the notes for this song until I got to the next song, which was really interesting <laughs> because then I once I got back, I had listened to the next track and then I went back to this one and I realized and wrote down that the music and or the, the melodies to this tune are the exact same as the one in the next song, but like in a different, I, I don't know the right technical term to use here, but just in a different form and, and almost like a different speed. So if you if you compare the two, it, it just kind of blew my mind. And I'm, I realized I wouldn't have found that out if I hadn't done it in that oh, order. Good call. But it's but it's all of the it's like the melody that's in the background. Yeah. But the, but the next song is like faster and more upbeat. But it's, but it's it's like the same. Yeah. So this is like the chill version. Did you catch that? I didn't at all. Okay, no, that's a great we'll wait catch. Till the next and, one, uh, yeah. yeah, we almost need to like play. And it's it's not until um, m- maybe more than halfway through in the next tune because each track, not each track, but some of them, they kind of evolve as the song goes on. Yeah. But in a more intense way than a regular song does with a verse and a chorus. You know, because these kind of progress yeah. and evolve that way. Anyway, Sam, lay it on us within. I mean, what a departure from like the EDM world, you know? This is so, yes. I mean, this really soft like ballad. And I heard it kind of described as the sound of like a robot sort of being sad or crying, you know? That, so it's like exactly a, sad, what it sounds it's a like. sad robot song, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it's not, this is not a song that I particularly like dig that much. I mean, I always respect just the craft of yeah. this kind of this kind of music, um, you know. But it's uh, yeah, not not particularly one of my favorites. Um, I, I believe that was a uh, working title for J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Uh, he was going to go with "Sad Robot" instead yeah. of "Bad Robot." I think that's right. <laughs> I heard that. Read it in Forbes. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> what do you think of that one, Joe? Um, I thought it was kind of jazzy at first because you heard the piano and it kind of sounded jazzy. It, it yeah. does have a it, jazz then, feel. Yeah. Slow jazz, yeah. Uh, and then it kind of uh, went into yeah. Then it got to the lyrics, and then it was just kind of like ah, oh, it's kind of you got to get used to it, but you can pick out the words, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of reminded me a little bit of Cher. Of life after love, because she had that. Bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you believe? Yeah. Like right in that little range of that. It's, that, it's extreme, kinda, yeah. But I'll give it to it's you. Extre- yeah, yeah. All that, right, that's a stretch. But mm-hmm. uh, it was smooth, and it was like it reminded me of like I would probably listen to this on like a long drive, like mm-hmm. home or something like that, where it's dark out and like not a whole lot of traffic, but just kind of smooth sailing. It, yeah, it really know? levels you off. Yeah. before the upcoming track. Yeah. To me. Okay. And because you can't have it like they all can't 
Like, they all can't be winners. Yeah, they 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 all yeah, hundred floors of frights. They're not all gonna be winners. No, no, no. Like all all of the tracks in here seem to be winners to me, but you can't go hard in all of them. And mm-hmm. it was a nice slow and yeah, like kind of jazzy groove with uh with the sad and it robot. It was nice because I noticed we uh we had our friend at all right, now side story, Lance's birthday was yesterday. Oh, um, How was that? Depending on when this episode goes out, because I um, forgot. <laughs> and, Happy birthday, Lance! Right? Thank you, sir. So we had our friend Veronica come over for a little bit, say hi, mm-hmm. and we were just talking. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that in the background, you put on this album, and it was good mm-hmm. conversation album. I'm mean, like, just something yeah. in the background. It wasn't too obvious. It wasn't too, you know. It was yep. like, hey, I know it's what you're good for conversation. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I'm looking at you, Sam. For those of you listening, which is everybody, right? Thank you. <laughs> That it's got it's got to be great for you know having a, a desk set up at home just to have something on in the background. There really aren't lyrics that you necessarily uh, need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yet they're not pulling your attention away. And there's a yeah. lot of music out there, which is why a lot of people say listen to something like uh, like more techno or even more classical. Yeah. when you're getting shit or, done. Yeah, because and and that really does ring true. For me, because if there's a song that I know and there's lyrics and a melody that I want to sing along to or hum yeah, along to, it's distracting for me. If if it's there for me, I'll do it. And I'm I'm glad with this album. That doesn't mean that I don't like it because I do. But I'm I'm just grateful that this is another one now that I can go to in those times mm-hmm. where I just want it to be kind of chill and be able to accomplish whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. Thank you, Daft Punk. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm a little late I, to the party. <laughs> I do think there are like I do think there are some good lyrics though. Yeah, in in some of the songs for sure. I mean, I really think there are some well thought out and well written lyrics. But I do think you know on the ones when it is a they're using you know, it's the robots. I'll just say that because that's what mm-hmm. a lot of the other collaborators they work with say they call right. them robots. So uh, when the robots are singing, sometimes I think it's easier to sort of disconnect from that or feel like basically the way you were describing right is to yeah. have it more in the background yeah um you know totally and not be sense. not be so caught up in what the lyrics are yeah um, and that's uh, yeah and that's 100 not a dig at the other tracks because obviously there are lyrics in some of these songs i was just saying in general you know it's it's something that it doesn't it doesn't distract me in the way that like a fucking prince song would you right. know what i mean because yep. when i hear prince and I know what he's saying. Like, even if I learn a lot of these lyrics, you know, when it comes to like get lucky and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I know it, so I might be more inclined. But right. the album as a whole, it's uh, it's good for that that type of listen. Mm-hmm. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Right. Slip on a purple banana peel. They'll throw us in the truck. See, that's right. <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> shall we? Shall we move on Let's to the? Well, wait. Um, I, we should crush? probably where where are we at here? Are we at instant crush. How no, many? Tra- gonna, yeah, instant crush. Yeah. How many tracks are on this album? I don't, uh, guys. I don't have a cassette tape. I don't know when side two takes off, but we're not at side two yet. We'll look it up. We'll figure this out. I feel bad. I don't have a cassette, uh, cassette tape. Daft Punk. Yeah, that'd be cool. They've got to be out there. Yeah, I bet they are. Mm-hmm. I bet they're sure fucking they expensive too. Uh, next track. Instant crush. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
we'll fade back up here shortly, but I, I'm noticing that, and it's not in all the songs, but the music is a lot louder than the vocals. Yeah. Which is awesome. I kind of dig that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fade back up. That was good timing. figured it out yeah it's it's the melody in which they're singing is the same as the music in the last track yeah and we and we're gonna have to compare this to yeah. find out if i'm full of shit or not but i'm i'm pretty sure usually get a hunch it's, you know it's, it's gotta it's be something way similar um yeah so sam i need to know from you was this song ever a single was this on the radio because uh, one of my one... one of my notes here was that I, I know this song and I don't yeah. know how I know it because I don't remember it ever being on the radio. I'm pretty sure this one was on the radio. Okay. Uh, they released five singles from this album and I'm almost positive. So maybe was it was just a them. lower play count because it was a little more subdued than some of the other. Yeah, I, I think because it has, it features Julian Casablancas from The Strokes uh, on vocals. That's who that um, is. Yeah. And I put when I when I actually made a note about this, I put honorary robot Julian Casablancas from The Strokes <laughs> because because I feel like I mean they're putting an effect on his voice that makes it sound more robotic. Yeah, obviously, right? honorary robot. Uh, I like that. But yeah, and, and so I think there's definitely commercial appeal. First of all, because you just have his participation, and mm-hmm. they thought it was important to have. Uh, the album kind of surrounded by people they considered contemporaries and they thought the strokes fell into that category so they they had mm-hmm. him uh, they had him perform uh, on the on the album i fucking um, love this track this I is good too. just so you know groovy it's off so mellow and then like really gets into this great groove i dig it yeah, yeah. i think i mean we're listening through it again which is good uh, uh all together obviously but i think this one might be my favorite mm-hmm. on the album Right now, anyway. Yeah. And um, I dig it. Uh, I made a note here, because oh this is what I do. Uh, I said that it reminds me of White Town and Your Woman, if you remember that song from the 90s. I don't. Your, your Woman? No, I don't. It's a, it? Yeah, the song was called Your Woman by White Town. And it had... By White Town. Yeah. And it had some... Uh, it had some radio play, but... How much do we got left? Yeah, let's listen to some more. I guess we we haven't talked about this as often as I'd like to, but uh, where does this track rank for you on the album? Um, yeah, this is probably like top. Oh man, I gotta look through these, but it's probably <laughs> like know, top. Right? 
It's probably like top four. Nice. Top, top four or five. How about you, Joe? I'd say about the same. It was yeah. a good, good groove. Solid tune. Yeah, it is. And then, of yeah. course, there's Get Lucky, which, uh, spoiler alert, but, you know, that's you more of, ah, that's more of <laughs> well, like the top 40 on the radio, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. All right. So, uh, oh, oh, go one ahead. other thing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, it's all you, man. No, I was just going to say that, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Natalie Imbruglia covered this. What? for uh She covered this on an album. Yeah. Um, she covered it. There's a 2015 album called Mail. I haven't. Apparently, oh. <laughs> So I knew that she did shit after, what was it, like the White Lily sessions? Was that Natalie and Brulia? Uh, so I she know, had. So I know she torn and nothing yeah, else. Yeah. So she had torn and then there was another album. You pulling up Spotify? Uh, yeah, because I yeah. got to follow along. Look up, uh, look up Natalie and Brulia. I want to know if I nailed the name of that album, Nat. just for pride points. Uh, just, just spell Imbruglia. Imbruglia. How do you do that? <laughs> Type in torn. Torn. Rip torn, torn, rip torn, and all of his now, albums. There it is. Torn. Okay, so don't well, don't play the song. No, now, oh, okay, shoot. no. I mean, it is, it is a good song. Here we go. <laughs> 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 We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger. Uh, There's no galaxies on Orion's belt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, black making its second. Oh, there it is. Appearance. <laughs> Male. There it is. Okay, so what was the name? Oh, White Lily's Island, not White Lily Session. Oh. That that was something else. Um, first of all, Natalie and Brulia. Uh, I mean, feel free to call me <laughs> because she's a dime. She's been a favorite of mine for a while. Um, but yeah, Mail came out in 2015. So that's and an there it is, and it's track number one, instant, right yes. there. So that is an album that's a collection of covers of songs. And she did Cannonball sung by Mail. Yeah, she she did. It's a cover of uh, songs originally sung by Mail. Friday, I'm in love. How'd you know oh. about this? I did some research. I did half-ass research. Did you did you just find out about this, or have you known about it for a while? Uh, no, I just found out about this like I, within the last week. I want to listen to this bad. Let's do it. Yeah, I thought it sounded interesting, but I didn't dig in any further. Here, I mean, okay. First, there's so many things that I. Ugh, where do I go? Okay, um, let's do this. First of all, I want to play. Uh, well, because we need to compare that to the last track. Right. Because I need to show you guys that I'm right. <laughs> it's very important to me. Uh, but I want to play her version of the song. Here it is. It pulls up when I type in "instant crush." Apparently, "cage the elephant" also. Had one, but it might be a different song. Uh, anyway, let's check this out. I'll cage your elephant. I dig it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like it. I got a picture of his kids in my head. And all I hear is the last thing that you say. I listen to your problems. Now listen to mine. I didn't want to anymore. And we will never be alone again. Because it doesn't happen every day.
Well, I'm definitely going to listen to that album. That's cool. I'm yeah, excited. That's solid. Uh, you are welcome, America, yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> little bonus. If it would have been somebody else, I might have been like, oh, that's interesting. But then you bring up Natalie and Bruglia, and I'm like, so, let's, <laughs> let's go right now. I'm glad we dug into that, because that's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of an interesting. Thank you album. for sharing that. Yeah, um, for sure. Are we ready to find out how right I am? Yep. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. I've got this queued up. Let's do it. All right, now. Totally matches up. Did you do you hear it? Yeah, it totally fits. Yeah. I, I I see what you're doing. That soft background. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not full of shit. No, that's right. But then he then he come. The vocals come in too fast. And that's what I I was like like it almost sounds like a prelude. Yeah. Yeah. But then the vocals, the robot vocals, sad robot, yeah. <laughs> starts yeah. kicking in, and then you don't hear it anymore no. because it goes over top of it. But that's what I, it, it made me think that it was like leading into the next song. Mm -hmm. I didn't read anything about that, but I wonder if that was by design. Uh, well, it fucking worked on me. Right? <laughs> Good job, Daft Punk. You cracked the code. Mm -hmm. All right. Good job, Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. We're moving on to track number six, which is called... Awesome. <laughs> swallow that drink. Oh, is that me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lose yourself to dance. Think, buddy. I know it's Pharrell Williams on there who says so, but it's yes, so <laughs> it is so close to like a single that Justin Timberlake would put out. Mm. I think you know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, totally in that falsetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But I like it. You know, I mean, that's one of the two tracks that was like on the radio a lot. You know. So. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Where does this fall 
um, in relation to uh, future sex love sounds. I wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it is very similar. Yeah. But maybe that was just, now that we're so far removed, maybe that was just the sound mm-hmm. then. That probably know. was, maybe at that time. See, I remember this one being played. Absolutely. Um, I think, and it yeah, sounds like sex, a... Yeah. Go ahead. Future Sex, I think, came out in like 2010, maybe. Okay. Okay. I think that's right. I it's think it was a few years before this. It also reminds me of like a wedding reception. Of just like, you know... <laughs> Get everyone out there shuffling around. It's not too crazy. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's very repetitive, right? Like, they just keep kind of saying the chorus over and over and over again. But, well, and that's kind of like, not to say it's bad or anything, but that's kind of the same thing with Get Lucky. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of repetition. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of things in these types of songs is repetition. But it's how you do it. How do you do it? Yeah, exactly. And that's um, how you that's read the dance line. tracks. Yeah. So you just keep, yeah, you yeah. just keep the beat and the rhythm going, and that's uh, that's like the whole the whole theme. I think uh, I thought it was interesting that Pharrell uh, likened it to um, uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger's song "Dancing in the Street." Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said he said he said he thought it was kind of equivalent to that, and that's like my least favorite version of "Dancing <laughs> in the Street." Like I like the original Martha Everybody and the Vandellas around the world. Uh, Van Halen did it too, and I actually am okay with their version. Oh, okay. But when I, David Bowie and Mick Jagger did it, and they're like yelling out countries at the beginning, like, oh, right. Okay, Tokyo, South like, America. <laughs> I'm just like, shut uh, up. This isn't the Olympics. So Come on. It's That's so true. Bad. That's true. Um, but uh, this was supposed to be like the big hit. They thought this would actually be the big hit, not Get Lucky. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they, I think they ultimately released Get Lucky first, but they actually thought this one was going to be the one that would break big. Um, and that's why they put it before Get Lucky on the album. Ah. Yeah. Yikes. That, I like it. Uh, and of course, Pharrell did. He did. He was having a huge year because he did Blurred Lines this yeah, same year with right. Robin Thicke. Yeah. Great. And not long after, did Happy from Despicable Me. So this dude was just on a roll. Yeah, he's on mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. Got to keep that 2013 money. Yeah, buddy. Let's fade up. <laughs> I mean, I dig it. It's not my favorite, though. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the repetition. Maybe it's just a little, like, a bit too slow Yeah. for me. For for a song where you're supposed to be losing yourself to dance, you're just kinda it like, doesn't make me, like, it makes me want to do this. Nobody nobody can see me. Yeah, dance. I'm just kind of going back and forth <laughs> in my chair. Nobody can see shit. Like, people aren't comfortable <laughs> yeah. to be on the dance floor quite yet. This yeah. is... This is a lower half of the album, like for me. If I yeah, was me too. Tracks, I was just gonna say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's yourself. Which dance. is which is so interesting. Thank you, George. Um, which is so interesting that they, you know, feeling like they had their finger on the pulse of but then it went the, the music way. industry at the time, and then to find out, nah, <laughs> not that just one guy. This song, boom. <laughs> which yeah. ones are getting the downloads? Yeah. Like, because Get Lucky, like, you know, spoiler alert, but Get Lucky's definitely got more, it's got more kick. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. 
How about we go straight to the next Let's track? Introduce it. Let's do it. It is Touch. In a dream. Do you know this is this is led by the lead vocals on here are by Paul Williams. Do you mm-hmm. know who Paul Williams is? No. I feel like I should, and I feel like when you say it, I'm gonna know. Because I Paul, recognize the voice. Paul Williams. Uh you and when we were talking earlier at one point, you mentioned liking the seventies movie Smokey and the Bandit. Oh yeah. Paul Williams is a little Enos Burdett. Oh, that motherfucker. That's Paul Williams. <laughs> That's wow. hilarious. Also, That's nuts. He also wrote uh, Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Uh, a, a, a bunch of other things. He wrote the lyrics to the Love Boat theme. Uh, he wrote uh, We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters. Okay. Uh, it, it's a yeah. flashback you to 1408 right. right there. Um, so they, but he was also an actor, obviously, because he was in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Wow. And so he was in that movie Phantom of the Paradise. Give me 200 they, on the Bandit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, right? That's how I knew him. Like, that's wow. what I knew him from. But so he was in this movie called Phantom of the Paradise where they got the helmet idea from. Oh, wow. And he, he plays the villain in that movie. So they really saw him as an inspiration, and he was a songwriter and producer. So they wanted to bring him in and uh, and have him sing on it. So now we're in like seven. And, and they mode. consider this to be like the centerpiece of the album. I think they're really proud of this. Yeah. Can they get some brass in there. Yeah. yeah. It's got a <laughs> Yeah. 
Does it does it make one a bad fan <laughs> if you do not agree with it being the centerpiece of the album? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I dig it. Um, the intro is about uh, 35 seconds too long, but I get it. I get it. And it's nice to be able to slow it down, do, do it at your own pace, however you feel like it should flow. But for editing purposes for this podcast... <laughs> Yeah. It's a little too long. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, what I took from it, it's, I think it's one of the most uh, unique songs on the album uh, because it starts with that intro and then it's like, it's kind of mellow, a little electronic, and then it builds and builds like a boiling teapot. Yeah. And then yeah. you have a regular voice. You don't have a techno. Now it's kind of techno, but it yeah. starts with like a right, like, oh, this is a different sound. Okay, and then he just kind of sings it, and then then we get yeah. into 70s brass, and now we're kind of back to techno. So it's just very diverse. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, this, if you guys watch the breakup video, then you'll probably remember uh, that the, the music video at that the you end. Watch, it. It, yeah, it fades yeah. out with this music. Yeah. Well, we're out of luck because I did find the cassette of this and there's no tracks uh. <laughs> anywhere, but the cassette looks really fucking cool. And I can only imagine, I don't even want to look how expensive it is. Nope. <laughs> I don't even see any for sale. Add to collection. Anyway, I can look that shit up later. Anyway, I dig it. Um, and I like that they did incorporate that into the end of the video. I think that yeah. that turned out really cool. Yeah, I think so too. Um, another bit of information that I found, and I think it might seem not as impressive until you think about how many of them were out there, mm -hmm. but Rolling Stone had um, the, their greatest duos uh, article, and they put these guys as number 12. Oh, of nice. the greatest duos in music. Cool. But I mean, you've got like Hollow Notes. Mm -hmm. You've got um, Nelson. <laughs> you have Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what? Wait, what? Oh, that's three. Oh, my God. Peter, 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 <laughs> Peter Paul, and Mary. <laughs> Hanson. Uh, They're yeah. probably honorable mention. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. Millie Vanilli. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. No, I mean, you know, you've got Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. You, there's tons of great duos yeah. out there. How much, uh, what do we got left of this track? It goes on for a bit. Not yeah, that there's crazy. anything wrong with that. It's, it's just it that we have me a podcast. A little bit of the very beginning of Steal My Sunshine. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Next one. You've given me no, oh, that's still the end. Yeah. Okay. Sweet touch. You've almost convinced me I'm real. 
I need something more. I need something more. I can't believe it's that dude. Right? Anyway. Yeah. Isn't that so weird to think about? Yeah. That he was on a Daft Punk album. Like, what are the chances? Good for yeah. you, buddy. All right. Uh, Introduce it, Sam. This is the biggest hit of their career. Yeah. It's called Get Lucky. It, but it's also like I've heard it a hundred times. Yeah, you know, uh, this is definitely one of those songs. We'll throw it back to losing my religion. Yeah, with REM heard it way too much. Yeah, way too much. I'm not and saying that, and I, bl- I blame radio. Yeah, for that yeah, yeah. Because it's a solid tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like maybe it was just the song or uh, the sound of that time. You know. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a great tune i just it's one of those that i remember getting to the point on the radio i'm like next (laughs) (laughs) i've heard it too much uh tell us about it mr barnes i found i found some of that too you know when i was listening to it i was i was feeling like yeah gosh i've heard this song a lot you know yeah not that i not that i thought it was a bad song and i was really trying to listen to it from the standpoint of you know just kind of it's on its own and part of the album and not as a single uh, but right. it's kind of tough, you know, when you've heard a song like, like you said, Joe, probably a hundred times. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's really, really difficult. But uh, what I love about this song and a couple of the other tracks, they had a guy named Nile Rogers playing guitar on this album. Oh, yeah, Nile I Rogers see that. was the guitar player for a band called Cheek. Ah, they, they did the songs. They were basically the king band of disco. They did songs like Good Times. They did Le Freak. Le Freak. Ah, freak out! One of my yeah, one of my favorites. Um, kickoffs to a to a song. Um, he said that uh, he came into the studio and started working with these guys because he was he was a huge influence on them. They were basically obviously gearing this whole album around a lot of disco, yeah. and funk, soul tunes from the late seventies and early eighties. And so it totally had that vibe throughout the whole album, which is one of the reasons why I love it so much because it's influenced by all that really fun like. 
just funk and disco type music that's fun to dance to and like always great to I, I, it always just kind of like I don't know like pumps me up it kind of lifts up my spirits you know like it's just good dance music yeah I think so 2013 yeah I'm trying to think of what out there might have been similar to this in 2013 or if they were truly out there by themselves because at this point Fatboy Slim was gone Yep. because there was a little overlap there where Fatboy Slim he wasn't and I don't even know if Fatboy Slim is a person or if it's a group or whatever but they, they weren't trying to do the exact same thing but really that's the only other other group or artist that I could compare yeah. to and I'm wondering with this track in particular if it wasn't so repetitive if I would love it more today if there was a story to it or some uh, sort of that and, and, yeah. and more more verses yeah less repetition of a chorus maybe yeah I don't know what do you think Sam yeah I agree it is it's I mean it's just like lose yourself to dance I yeah think Pharrell Pharrell's been kind of accused when he was in his uh, previous band, NERD. He was kind of accused of like writing overly sexual lyrics. And I think, mm. you know, I mean, it's called Get Lucky. So what the yeah. hell yeah. do you think it's about? Right. Uh, uh, why else? Uh, yeah. Within right? the context of staying up all night. Well, it was. Oh, unless you're at the casino. It was St. Patrick's This could be Day. about the casino. It was St. Patrick's Day, too. Oh, that's maybe that's what it yeah, is. That's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. Like, this nickel slot's going to hit yeah. in a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> could but, be. Um, but what I thought was interesting, one thing I thought that was interesting at least, I mean, not so much to the, to the repetitiveness of it. I think we realized that it's a dance track and it's just going to be repetitive and, and the two yeah. songs Pharrell sings on are just they're just that way um, one thing I thought was interesting is that they record it and maybe it's because they're so repetitive and maybe they were you know there wasn't a lot of extra lyrical content they recorded Get Lucky Lose Yourself to Dance and Give Life Back to Music the opening track in three days oh wow or, or I'm sorry all in one day one, oh, one day Jeez. all three songs in, in one, one day. day yes yikes wow yeah so they weren't messing around. No, no. So someone need a paycheck. Were, uh, Just repeat yourself. <laughs> you know this place costs money, right? So <laughs> start making. The only some. other thing is that Weird Al spooked this song on yep. one of his medleys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I almost wonder if we need to start adding a category to these shows about whether or not <laughs> what, what one, Weird Al it's did been with spoofed it. Spoofed by Weird Al, or two, should it be spoofed yeah. by Weird Al? That'd be great. I don't yeah. see why we can't do that. Um, let's see here. Now was, uh, now Weird Al's Get Lucky, was that on the Polka song? Uh, yeah, 20, 2014 Mandatory Fun, I believe. Yeah. It was so, included in the Polka, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Al would always do a Polka in an album. Now, sometimes he would do, like, there was the Hot Rocks Polka, which was all Rolling Stones songs. Uh, there was the angry white boy polka. polka. Yep. that was on the bad hair day. That's right. They, did you get the? Did you guys watch that video? What? Uh, with the I sent you the thing with the guys oh, talking about bad I was hair day. Working on it. Okay, check was, check that out it. if you get a chance. I put it in the message thing. Mm-hmm. It's I, oh, okay. I don't know if you've got an hour to kill. If you don't, then don't watch it. But um, but yeah, he would he would always do a polka and try to keep it 
relevant to the times. Yeah, yeah. And kind of represent the type of music that was happening that time, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. It, kind of a neat idea. And then you realize, like, yeah, well, then, of course, anything that he parodied in the album was also a sign of the times, too. Yeah. Except for, like, some of the uh, Star Wars songs, because then he jumped to the 70s, and, you know, Don McClane, that kind of thing. But it worked. But it worked. But yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's see if we can find it on here. It's been a minute since I've listened to this one. This one is called Now That's What I Call Polka. Just keeps going. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> closer. Right. love that button at i the wouldn't end. i would not have minded if they'd thrown about eight bars of that into the actual song right? <laughs> i think it almost it, i mean he kind of sound he put like sort of a robotic like you know vibe on his voice yeah. so it probably would have fit right in that's awesome a different flavor i don't even know what track number we're on this is uh, the downfall beyond. of spotify will be the fact that there's no track numbers. We're on Beyond. We're on be. Oh, thank you, Joe. That's thank you for introducing. Because the last one was good. Okay. orchestral movie opening credit scene cinematic and then it gets into a slow funky robot yeah it's quite the mix yeah right yeah yeah what do you think sam yeah it's it's like the opening of a film it really was like 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 an old old school credits at the beginning yeah (laughs) you know fucking gone with the wind directed by in association it with miss, it made me miss movie theaters yes. yeah so like I was at, we'll I was go at the movies and then yeah it just kicks into this this uh, nice little I think it's groove. smooth again kind of yeah. like yeah. one of the first or second tracks a little too kinda smooth like, yeah yeah and it it's repetitive too yeah. Yeah. it doesn't stand out necessarily in any any particular way but mm-hmm. um, it's a nice chill track one thing that i don't know if i would i would do if i was organizing this album track wise i don't know if i would have 
upbeat track and then mellow track. Upbeat track and then right. So back and forth. They kind of intersperse it that way. Um, Yeah. But you know, whatever. Yeah, maybe that's a little too roller coastery. Yeah. Bit. I don't know. Get motion sickness. Like, <laughs> you must be this tall to listen to the album. But again, it's another one of those where the the voices are softer than the music itself, yeah. for the most part. Listen, it's all about the beats. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And I do, I do like the, I do like the funky beat yeah. to it. I dig that. And um, like, I'm not great at instruments or describing things but it's like when you're like plucking at a guitar yeah you know it's got a bit of that in there it's like almost like plucking at a electric guitar yeah Yeah. i like it sam that's exactly it i know that you were kind of um tasked with by me getting some more facts about the band because I said this yeah. time I just didn't have the time <laughs> to do much more than listen to the tracks. So let's start sprinkling in some some facts about Daft sure. Punk. Yeah. Um, when they met, uh, they were both attending school in Paris in 1987. And uh, they got together and recorded an indie song under the name Darlin'. Uh, that's what it was. That's what okay. it, that's what I was talking about earlier, and oh, okay. and they got okay. the name so, of yeah, that, which was a Beach Boys song. Yeah, Beach Boys. That's where. Yeah, uh, Beach Boys yeah. is foreshadowing to something that's that I'm going to talk about later. Uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's named after that, which uh, apparently it found ultimately found its way onto a compilation um, on a, on a label, and then. Can you, can you, uh, sorry, English bud, music. can you get a little closer to your microphone? We're oh, just having trouble yeah, hearing I'm you. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So ultimately that song ended up on a compilation album. You know how record labels will often put out compilation albums of like yeah. artists and things of mm-hmm. that nature, right? So that's what happened. And an English music journalist uh, from Melody Maker dubbed the music as a bunch of daft punks. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. That's how they got their name. Now, the other story that I heard about their name was that they'd been, um, uh, somebody had said, somebody from Melody Maker, once again, had described one of their songs as Daft Punky Thrash. So one of those stories, apparently it sounds like Melody Maker ultimately gave them their title or their name, rather. Now, I wanted to, and I haven't, but I wanted to look up the definition, the, the slang of daft over there because yeah. I was wondering if that's if it was derived from somebody saying something about them or what they thought of themselves. But I didn't right. I didn't look that up. I didn't know because daft is definitely a, a term that's used more overseas mm-hmm. than it is here. So do we yeah, know British? Yeah, 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 do, yeah. Do, do we know exactly? You're, you're mad or you're insane? Nice. I mean, yeah. so high, insane high, punks. High yeah. praise. I like it. High praise right there. I, I like love it. it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next track. Joe, introduce it, please. Ah, shoot. Hold on here. Joe's phone. Ah, boo. For once was off. What? God. <laughs> Motherboard by Motherboard. Daft Punk. Featuring no one. <laughs>
I, I think this is just more, it's more like trip hop, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think it's got kind of that, like a trip hop sort of feel to it. You I know? think you're right. Um, yeah. Around the 2.30 mark, I wrote it down because I felt like it actually sounded like kind of a Tron outtake. Ah. Oh. Uh, that that goes well, we're about this a minute kind away, of like so. water sounding sequence. Yeah. Yeah. We're about a minute away, so um, I'll make sure I'll fade up for that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was kind of uh, just kind of an interesting sort of piece. And I don't know if they did that intentionally or mm-hmm. or, or what, but I thought, yeah, it totally had this, uh, this Tron kind of feel. And then again, like at about 4.15 uh, until the end, it's got this little uh, really cool like melody outro that I thought was neat. Yeah, uh, this this track is really all over the place mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, it's it's consistent at the beginning, but then, like you said, it, they it just starts changing throughout. I don't know what's yeah. going on with that flute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these guys. I, I think much like REM on 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 Out of Time. Yeah. these guys were just playing. You yeah, know? they were like, we're just gonna we just have these ideas and we want to put them on. We want to put them on this album and see. You know, kind of what happens. Yeah, I think it was just. I think it's just a comparable approach to to what REM did on. Yeah, on out of time, really. That that's awesome. Here we are yeah. at two thirty. Let's fade it up. that starts we were getting into some like son of flynn territory totally and it was just like fading up on it and then yeah it's like this electric water shit which is awesome yeah man i just i just want to put headphones on and just like let that music just totally like you know just wash over me it's good good stuff where are we at here There it is again. And then I don't know if you guys have ever played it, but there's a game called Race the Sun on uh, like PlayStation and Xbox. And it's just like a fun, mindless game. But this part right here, this music, is like almost exclusively what the music is in that game. It's like they jacked it from these guys or something. But it's just, (laughs) it's like this zen game where you just try to, uh, you you keep gliding along and you try to achieve goals and and you, you stop when the sun goes down. 
and um, and the sun will go down. So you will never, you can never play an endless game. Mm-hmm. It will stop. It's just a matter of how far you can get. Yeah, in the go 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 go. Um, here's something I don't know, and I don't know if you looked it up, Sam, but album sales. This versus Tron. And I mean, I know that we're big fans of it, but I mean, it was such a fucking phenomenal album. And not only that, but a Disney movie. So which one sold more? Because I, I think a lot of people that didn't know Daft Punk really well, including myself, listen to that soundtrack and would have been just blown away. The Tron soundtrack was basically, it was, it was really the first really commercial thing that they had done. Yeah. I mean, they had other big songs. You know, if you go back through their early albums, you'll, you'll know a lot of the tracks around the world. One more time. Yeah. Harder, better, faster, stronger, uh, robot rock. You've probably heard Technologic. All of those were, you know, pretty popular dance tracks popular with like you know in college towns and stuff like that maybe on more like indie radio stations and things and definitely among the edm crowd but i don't i mean legendary really in that crowd but i don't know as far as popular music if those songs really penetrated the the way that the soundtrack i think did and then ultimately this album even you know totally blew it out of the water yeah yeah i wonder if that does it being a a soundtrack do, does that limit it in what it could totally yeah oh yeah that's no a question. bummer i mean you know you can't really the only song i think that sounds like one of their more upbeat like dance floor um you know like classics is derezd which yeah. is actually what they play when they are in the film mm-hmm. right and the fight scene is going on inside the club yep um so yeah, I mean, I, it totally limits you because you're not just gonna you're not gonna turn that on and, and start to hear songs like harder, better, faster, strong. You know, you're right? Not yeah, hear, you're not gonna hear stuff like because that. it's not it's about them; suit. it's about the feeling of the grid. Yeah, right. they've got to suit the film, you know. So, so you have a lot of freedom when you make an album like Random Access Memories. You can do whatever you want, as we're seeing or hearing, I guess, as we're listening to this. But yeah, a little yeah. more restricted. You just heard this. Yeah, didn't you? It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How was? Did you watch it on Disney Plus? Yeah. How was it on your TV? Uh, it was on my basement. My oh, on yeah. the projector. On the projector. Yeah. Nice. Was like, nice. That's so like I have like just stuff that like blocks out all the light and blocks out light from everywhere else. And light is and then, the worst. Yeah, I got surround sound down there, of course. Because why well, have a projector if you can't have surround sound? And I agree just, with like, you. Like the subwoofer yep. just boom. Um, it was great. It was good. Because we're here, I just have to. I have to play this. I'm sorry. <laughs> the son of Flynn. Yes. Yeah. Once the once this kicks in, God, I love it. it and it also makes me wonder the amount of time that they would have spent on this versus their album. Because really, although the although the feel of it is similar throughout the soundtrack, how much more work is it to come up with each individual track on here versus Random Access Memories? Yeah. I wonder. But I mean, they had to have done all right. 
<laughs> with this. Clearly. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how much Disney's paying them for this shit, mm-hmm. but that movie would have been nothing without this music. You know what I mean? Yeah. E- even yeah, for yeah, totally. a, as as pretty as it is, with for lack of a better word, like the movie is stunning. But once you incorporate, because the music rarely ever stops. Yeah. I think it stops when you're in Flynn's like lair mm-hmm. briefly. Yeah, and yeah like, but briefly. And I think there's still music under underneath a lot of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. But yeah. if if anybody listening to this, even if you haven't seen the first Tron, just watch Tron Legacy. Yeah. And just You'll take it, it in. You don't really it, need to watch yeah. the first one. You, you re- can. Yeah, you really don't need to. B- yeah. Such a beautiful piece of art, like, I think. I think Tron Legacy is. And and the original Tron it has such a special place in my heart because it's just such a like it was so ahead of its time and it's like and now it's kind of a cheesy eighties movie, but I absolutely love that one too. Yeah. Um, but I, it was but, you know, way ahead of its time yeah. as, as far as what they could do then. Yeah. Was that, yeah. was that one of the prop culture ones or was that a different show that know. they went into stuff about Tron? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to find oh, that out okay. and I, and I'll, I'll send you a link to that, Sam, because there was something that I watched where they, they were discussed. Yeah. If I think it was prop culture yeah, because right. they found the, um, the original Flynn's neon yeah. and, oh. and then it was obviously in terrible <laughs> shape so then right, right. they it was like the within the episode one of the things that they were doing was um going and uh checking up on it while this this professional neon guy was repairing it to try to make it look okay. exactly this like to make sure that it had the exact same coloring and and everything so and then i think that they went and maybe was it the director of the first movie so obviously Joe has not seen this episode because I keep looking at him and he doesn't know. know what the fuck I'm like, talking about. I know about. the show you're talking about, but I don't know. Right. No, I have to find I have to find that. Do you have Disney Plus, Sam? I do. Excellent. Um I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna try to find that because that is so cool. worth a watch for you. Yeah. Let's get back to the album because um let's try to not make this another two hour episode. It might be. <laughs> I didn't not that there's anything wrong with that. Apparently people don't mind. All right, random mask. Uh, oh, interesting. So there's a whole thing on here that I found where they kind of did do interviews with the collaborators. Yes, that was one of those other things I was going to mention is ah. that, yeah, there's um, there's kind of a, a, um, a complimentary album that goes along with this. Okay. Where, yeah, they have seven or eight minute conversations with all the people they worked with. Nice. Very interesting. And did you listen through all of them? I did. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. If we were to play a bit from one of them, who would you pick? Um, For me, it would be Nile Rogers because Nile Rogers. I absolutely love his music and uh, I like to hear some of the stuff he says about him. So yeah, I would probably play his. Excellent. And does it, does it have stuff in the background while you're playing it? Yeah, they play um, some of the music that he contributed on the on the track or on the album. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I yep. I just accidentally clicked that one and not the album. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, oh, are, are we on? Yeah. Are we on uh, fragments? We are fragments of time. You feel the album winding down. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, buddy. 
This steely Dan. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. <laughs> right. Right. I know. I my note was is that it sounds like yacht rock. Yeah, uh, it really does, doesn't it? Which I dig. You know, Hollow Notes and Steely Dan and you know Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. I can get down with some of that stuff sometimes, and this is exactly <laughs> what that reminds me. Of. <laughs> I love you. Know what's on somebody's yacht rock list? Yeah. yeah. That's great. It's not so techno um, either. It's kind of. So, you know? so my question is that did they tell him the name of the album before he came up with the lyrics? Because uh, he right? tossed in the the random memories in there. That works, right? I wonder. Give us another um, uh, fact about the band. Sam. Yeah. Well, one thing that I thought was really interesting is that this the guy that actually sings vocals on this is named Todd Edwards. He was a house DJ. Um, he said he enjoyed the exp- I, I just feel like there were stories from the musicians they worked with on this album that just kind of made it seem like it was a life changer for so many people. Yeah. Todd Edwards said that he loved uh, working so much with the band out in LA while they were producing the album uh, yeah. and loved the vibe of like the studio and the weather and everything that he basically decided he was just going to move from the East Coast out to L.A. Oh, because wow. he was so like into the vibe that, that was out there. Yeah. And then Nile Rodgers, uh, who played guitar on a few songs, and Giorgio Moroder basically were not working at the time when they collaborated on this album with Daft Punk. And they both ended up getting right back into studio work because of their association with this album huh people started reaching out to giorgio again and he's like i had to get like an agent again and start like <laughs> recording albums and working and stuff that's and great. now rogers was like i wasn't doing anything but it made me realize i got to be back in the studio working with people yeah so this like basically changed people's lives that they were working with and got a lot of people that were influences to daft punk wow. like back uh back into the music business that's pretty cool that's yeah an excellent outcome. Yeah, right. It also just kind of shows you the power that they had yeah. in the industry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And did they, in, in the other thing that we found here in, in Spotify in those interviews, they talk about the process of working with Daft Punk? Yes. Is is that and it's like did they do the interview for somebody else or are they doing it for the, like it's a weird thing to talk about the process of working with them if they're in the room, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what is yeah. it does it seem like somebody else was just interviewing them about it? Some somebody else was interviewing them about their experience like working on the album basically. Yeah. And what's interesting too is that even I mean not just listening to these the collaborators album that was made that has those eight minute interviews or whatever they are. 
I never read one thing about anybody that worked with Daft Punk that was like, oh, those guys were assholes. Right. I mean, it was always everybody just enjoyed the experience. And not only that, but the biggest thing that really like struck me was that everybody that worked with them said they were inspired to like grow and be better at what they did. That's and I awesome. thought that was like a really I, I thought that was really interesting. That they were yeah. just like so moved by the way that those guys worked in the studio that they wanted to like go do their own thing and like make it way better. I well, just thought that was great. It's almost like there's just, I mean, this sound it's going to sound cheesy, I'm sure, but a lot of interactions that you can have within the music industry would be more superficial. Yeah. You know, you're collaborating with somebody to get the attention of their fans and vice versa. Whereas they're just, and, and not saying that everybody does that mm -hmm. and nobody gives a shit about my opinion. But what I'm saying here is that, oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is that the experience with these guys, it, it was like, you know, that was the, maybe the success or the, the outcome of the song wasn't even necessarily the best part mm -hmm. of the experience. Yeah. It was the experience of working with them and it kind of took them to new levels yep create in creativity yeah i agree with that that's kind of cool yeah. mm -hmm. uh we're going on to the next one jody you got a track list in front of you doing it right featuring doing panda right. bear everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right everybody will be dancing and be doing it right everybody will be dancing and we're feeling all right everybody will be dancing tonight doing it right everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right everybody will be dancing and be doing it right everybody will be dancing and we're feeling all right Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling alright. Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it. I hope you guys brought your subwoofers. Yeah. Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling alright. Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling alright. Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it right. All right, what do you got? It's kind of wrapping it up with the techno, and granted, we got one more track left. But, right. Uh, it's uh, again, it's that repetitive, but I also like the mix. Like right before, yeah, they actually kind of had some more lyrics before doing it right, doing it right. Mm -hmm. You know, saying so, yeah. Who who is it that when they're starting their professional career, you're having a conversation with somebody and you're like, well, you need a name. Panda bear. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really like pandas. I don't know. I got a stack um, of zoo books in the corner. Do we know anything about panda bear, <laughs> Sam? Yeah. And when I say we, I mean you. Yeah. Do you know anything panda about bear. panda bear? Panda bear is probably the principal member of a group called Animal Collective. Mm. Ah, so that uh, it's all coming together now. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the other names of the members are not related to animals, however. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. He was, I think he was like, like, okay, guys, let's all pick names. And he's like, 
I'll be Panda Bear. Who are you going to be? I'll go first. He was like, me, 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 me. I'll just be Steve, okay? I love it. Oh, my God. Um, This, uh, starting with Fragments of Time, the Yacht Rock track. Yeah. This kind of, like, this ending to the album is, like, one of my, it's probably my favorite three songs right in a row on the album. Mm -hmm. I really dig all these last three songs. Um, Doing It Right is the only fully electronic track on the album. Mm Mm-hmm. So no human element on this. It's basically just synthesizers. Well, except for Panda Bears. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, he was so, and, and Animal Collective as well, so influenced by the Beach Boys. So I just totally get this like Beach Boys vibe from this song. Yeah. You know, when I hear it, um, like vocally at least. Yeah. Um, I think just kind of that echoey sort of like, you know, higher range. It just, it sounds like the Beach Boys to me. It does. Yeah. Um, but this probably is my favorite track on the album, actually. Okay, nice. And I just this song when I when I whenever I hear it, it's just I just felt like you know I bought this album in the summer of 2013, and it was just like a summer anthem for me. I just it was just nice. I felt like it fit the summer really well. It just had this like good like vibe, like this feeling good kind of vibe going on. So, yeah, yeah. So it takes you right back there. Totally, man. Yeah, That's this whole cool. album does really because it was basically the album of the summer for me. Um, yeah, I listened to it nonstop. Um, so yeah, whenever I do, yeah. Do you have albums like that for you? Um, I think I have more like tracks because like oh shit, hold on. Um, with hold my yeah, with my age, it's kind of like we grew up with albums, but then once our teenage years kind of approached, we had like LimeWire and Napster, so we weren't so right. much into albums as much as like this track. Okay, and I like that, and you know, it's more smorgasbord. Uh, so that's why uh, I kind of had a little bit of trouble of like, man, what what's the next album for me that I should hmm, you know, um, but yeah, there's. I think for me, it's more tracks of like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like I still to this day, like, I mean, you can hear a song and I can be like, oh, that was, that was the song of the summer that year. Mm-hmm. That was the song. It could be a shitty song. Like yeah. Kid Rock, he had like, <laughs> listen now, hear me out, <laughs> hear me out. That one that was all summer long. Yeah. That was the song of the summer because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, summer long. Yep. And I'm like, Sing oh. sweet home Alabama. Yeah. So I bet you money this next summer, like listen to the radio and you might hear something from a year ago. Like that was the song of the summer a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like that was everywhere. That was in every movie. That was in every like TV show or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I have more of that where you can kind of, you know, you, you see it in like you see it in movies and oh yeah for so, sure yeah. you have that association i have that association of more like yeah. that's the song of the summer that's the one i heard a shit ton like oh that was about 2005 okay you know it's like yeah i've definitely got certain ones like that like i remember where i was and what i was doing when like californication yeah was released and oh, man right um, i listened to the hell out of that album i, I was know, just right? telling kate about that today actually we we're just talking about that's Red so funny Peppers. yeah and uh like what would be another one what being in high school and getting um enema of the state blink 182 yes. yes and like i i know i can remember the feel of my car that yeah. i had at the time the the, the new i had an alpine oh. cd player that i installed in this old 85 caprice classic <laughs> and it's just like it just all comes back to me listening to yeah. songs like going away to college and it's yep. crazy. So, yeah, I although I didn't have that same experience with this album, I can definitely see how it would invoke all of those 
feelings again. Absolutely. Yeah. What, are you, what are you looking at, buddy? Oh, just like this, again, the songs that like were just in your head. Mm-hmm. And like uh, like All American Rejects, I listened oh, to the yeah. shit out of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then it, later in high school, so that was about 2004 or so. Yeah, that um, checks out. And then about 2005 and six. Um, everyone was into Green Day with like the grenade in the hand, you know? Yeah, American Idiot. American Idiot. Everyone yep. had that album. Like everyone, like I like Green to, Day. Yeah. Green Day was popular, like already. Right. And you know they they but the, it that for some reason that fucking album just like Boosh. then it was like fucking stadiums yes. that they could fill. And I don't. Like it was a good album, but I I don't know what it was. It, if it was just the the angstiness of it, because it, it right. really was and like slightly political. It was wall to wall political. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. yeah. It was political. <laughs> right. It was political, yeah. and political it was rock. right time and right place. You know, it just seemed like people were ready for like I don't know, like an older band to kind of revive themselves. It yeah. that was kind of an interesting comeback because Dookie had been so big. Mm-hmm. And then Nimrod had good riddance. Right. Yeah. So that kind of, it kept him, I mean, that probably, in, in, as far as pop song sense, probably, you know, kept him up there or, or even was surpassing what Dookie did. Yeah. And then they kind of dropped off for a few years. They did. And then, boom, they were just like right back, mm-hmm. like with this massive album. And that lasted for several years for mm-hmm. them. So It did. And, uh, and, I saw that tour. Yeah, you did. Well. And then yeah, 2009, they had like a, another one that wasn't great. Oh, was that the one with 21 Guns? Yeah. That yeah. was like the only good song out there. I there was that one, and then there was no, uh, was know your enemy on that one, I or think, was that yeah. the later Gotta one? Gotta know your enemy. Because yeah. what was uh, the one with the stereo, the um, the album with the uh, the old boombox on the cover? What the fuck was that? I don't know. That's it has nothing to do with this episode. Not, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but what was it? It's gonna drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's um no, don't tell me, don't tell me. It's um Revolution Radio. Yeah, there you go. That's what it was. Speaking of that Kid Rock song, you know, yeah. since we're really staying on task here, uh, <laughs> speaking of that Kid Rock song, has there ever been such a shitty song to mention an even shittier song yeah. when well, they talk about Sweet Home Alabama? But it's on, it, it's, but it's on brand for him, it right? Is. It's Sweet Home Billy. Alabama and it's Werewolves of London mixed together. Oh, I was so mad about that because I like, I like Warren Zevon who did the original Werewolves. Yeah. Mm. So, I will. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that song. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be wrapping it up here. There we go. And I wonder if we can even do it in real time with this song. Uh, Mr. Barnes, could please introduce the next song. The final track on Random Access Memories is Contact.
So some of these songs, they exist for entertainment and and for the sake of, of being a, a, a good song. Mm. Then there's tracks like this where you're really in it for the experience of listening to it. And um, let's get back in that experience. about a Barnes. I I would like to think if there, there's no vocals in this song, but I would like to think. Well, I mean, if you, if you don't count the recording from Apollo 17 at the beginning, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yes. 17. Uh, okay. The la- apparently, Captain Eugene Cernan, who is the last man to have walked on the moon, is wow. who is being recorded there. That's a legitimate, like, actual transmission from the moon. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'd like to think if there were vocals on this album, they would be sung by Jodie Foster, and the lyrics would be written by Paul Sagan. That's good. I'm wondering, you know, I've often thought about revisiting that movie, Contact. We and just watched it. D- did just you? Watched it. Does it hold yeah. up? I like that movie. Then yeah, I, I then I do want to watch it. it again. I remember watching it. So yeah, with your seal really of like approval, it. I'm going to watch that again. Yeah. Not before I power through that fucking four-hour-long Justice League. You know, you'll get I'm through do it. That. You'll be up till three tonight. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's wrap it up with this one. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on um, random access memories. I think this last, as far as this last track, uh, I think this is like if it was a fireworks show, this would be the grand finale. Yeah, it's man. Just, it's just everywhere. You know. Yeah. Good call. And uh, yeah, it had its moments. Um, I would probably re track it i guess for you, you know yeah i i think i would also resequence yeah, things and go. yeah sam Same agrees here. but yeah. i liked this, it this one this one could definitely use a resequence yeah yeah sam thoughts on the album as a whole i mean yeah, I you mean, picked it I, so i know you love it yeah i mean i guess yeah as i already said i i this album was totally like an album i was listening to for like an entire summer so mm-hmm. yeah i have yeah sentimental feelings but i also kind of see you know there are tracks that i don't I'm not crazy about, you know, and I yeah. don't love every moment of every album, but I think that's what great, what's great about what we're doing is that we're listening to albums that we like, or maybe we haven't heard that much before, and we can identify identify what we like and some of the flaws, and um, yeah, I love this album, one of my favorites um, from, definitely from the time period, for sure, Yeah, and um, I just feel like I can identify with that summer, that summer period, and I thought it was a great a uh, way for them to kind of cap off their career by kind of almost having an album that is really a tribute to a lot of things they were influenced by. Yeah. Um, and some kind of interesting uh, periods of music with some cool collaborations. So, yeah, I give it two thumbs up. I'm going to also do that. Yeah. Definitely two thumbs, Siskel yeah. and Ebert. So let's call it <laughs> four thumbs. There you go. And I, uh, I want to buy it. I'm okay. going to, I'm most likely vinyl because apparently it's really hard to get a cassette. <laughs> Well, that'd be cool. Vinyl has a different tone to it, you know? Like, yeah. No. Kind of cool. I, I What I'm hoping is that it is short enough, 13 tracks, that it can be just two sides. But mm-hmm. anymore, it's like if you buy a vinyl, it ends up being two different vinyls, oh, yeah. you know? But what can you do? I, I dig it. And this is definitely, like I said, one of those tracks that you, you're in it, you put your headphones on, 
And, I mean, I wouldn't, like, try walking anywhere while you're listening to it because you're going to start running and just, like, you know, trying to charge cars oh. or something like that. What are you doing there? This, this is specifically there, like, to amp you up like none other. This, I mean, or listen to this cool shit. you down. This, if there's some that are how just does like this cool you down? Exactly. not this one, not this one, but I'm oh, saying okay. in the album. No, some of them yeah, they do. There's just some sure. that are it's, got the peaks, it's got the peaks and valleys. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, as it's as far as the down. album, it does. But it's interesting that they not only have this experience, they have the sad robot, but yeah. they also have sad robot, <laughs> sad robot. <laughs> but they also have <laughs> such things as get lucky. Yeah, which ended up being a Big. fucking crazy hit. Yeah. Crazy hit. Let's hear the end. Personally, hmm. I love the crackles. Yeah, in there. Yeah, it's just and, kinda... and, and you actually—I I don't know if everybody did, but you catch them at the beginning too. Yeah. You're like, what's going on? When that <laughs> the, when yeah. that organ kicks in at the beginning of that track, yeah, it's just that na na. Oh, mm-hmm. That's like maybe the best moment on the album. I just so love good. how like full and powerful that sounds, and it yeah. just like it's just so in your face, you know? It's really cool. Um, yeah, I, one of those great albums that you just have to listen to. Like not so much a car stereo, but it's more like just with headphones on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it can just it can just be like in your head. Mm-hmm. It's I like again, it's like a transmission where it crackles in and crackles out and it's just like <sighs> that's it. That's the message. Not it's too all. Yeah. Not too far off from how do I say this? Uh, think about the the soundtrack to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Um, like who's inspiring who here? You know what I mean? Did right. they, did they get a lot of ideas from Tron legacy from Daft Punk and then take it that direction? You know, what, what was it that you've been listening to Synthwave for a while? When did yeah. that start kicking in again? That sound, because there's different variations of it and Daft Punk, I believe, especially with tracks like that, yeah. uh, they do more than dabble. A lot of the synthwave stuff that I kind of listen to, I think, I want to say really it, it had its roots kind of in like the, you know, probably 20, 2010 onward mm-hmm. is I think when it was really starting to kind of pick up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when basically the 80s were like 30 years, 25 to 30 years away, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that's when we saw nostalgia start to kind of, you know, have some rumblings and kind of start to become like a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think that music started to take off. It, it didn't become a lot more popular uh, where there were just an oversaturation of synth wave and it's, you know, all of its kind of tentacles and yeah. tentacle genres, I guess I will say. Yeah. Uh, that kind of started to happen within the next four or five years. Yeah. Uh, and started to become a huge thing. Um <laughs> Which was interesting so, because then there was a like a bit of a gap there that gave them just enough time to start working on movies and TV shows, right. and then dive into the 1984, yeah. 1985, Stranger right. Things, all of yep. this stuff just coming full circle again. Yeah. Every, like everything's back. We went, yep. yeah, dude. We're we're at Estas the other day. Yeah, yesterday. Then what the fuck am I talking about? Right? The other day it was yesterday, <laughs> and even just the fashion 
that's out there. It, you know, you're seeing pants from the 90s, uh, yeah. pants, Mid- midriffs, f- yeah, straight like, from the 80s, uh, mm-hmm. the colors, the looks, the just, just the feel, but it, it, but it's not, it's just like a hodgepodge. It's, it's, it's what was weird all though, over the place. Was last night there was that for the clothes, but the music was from when I was in college, right? And which yeah. I'm like pointing it out, like, what? Oh my god, and that, know. but this, like, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to live in that time without. Things like Spotify, exactly, where it's it's at your fingertips, and yeah. so your annoying parent, like myself, can can be like, Kara, listen to this album. I'm right. telling, right. I know, I know you want to think it sucks because I listen to it, but just try it, and then and yes. then they do it, and then all of a sudden they've they've learned so much more in the music mm-hmm. industry. Boom. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I don't care if you're 20 years old. If you're 25, whatever. I mean, even Sam, he's seven. And he's watching Ready Player One and Jump comes on in the background. Right. And he's like, yeah. Dad, what is this song? And I'm like, I, I know. Up. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. We wouldn't have Ready Player One if we didn't have Tron, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of. Did Tron the arcade? I would assume. I don't know this answer. Is the Did the arcade come out before the movie then? Um, the, the, like, the, the movie inspired the arcade. Did it? Okay. Yeah. I had no idea how that unfolded, but I was mm-hmm. just sitting there like, but if they you, made a movie about an arcade. This is cool. You know? What's that? Oh, well, you mean like the first, like when did the first arcade happen? For, for Tron. For Tron. The, the, if, if the, if the arcade game Tron was first yes. before the movie. Oh yeah. Mo- yeah. You had it right. Yeah. Movie inspired the game. Yeah. Because, oh, did it? Okay. because there's. I, first of all, if, <laughs> I didn't know this. If the arcade game existed before the movie, then the movie did a fantastic job <laughs> incorporating <laughs> the, because there's I, I I there's things in the game because there's like four directions you can go of these things right. that you need to do and you need like one of them you have to take on like tanks and then another yeah, one you have to get to the, you have to get to the cone that will yeah. get you out of the grid. Yep. I mean, I'm not sure that they had necessarily the terms within the game but you know if you watch the movie then you know what you're doing except for these weird fucking spiders that show up that try to kill you <laughs> that's in the game yeah. and, and it's nowhere in the movie i don't know what that is but that's but. cool i guess it just kind of inspired nostalgia and yeah now we have ready player one you know that kind of thing you know like, obviously cool. living life i had no idea that we were going to be revisiting so many cool things uh-huh. from back in the day and and the fact that they're being brought to light again and getting something and yes it was 11 years ago almost 12 years ago to have tron legacy but to have something come back after 30 years and it be just like fucking Crisp. bigger and better than ever and th- with the technology uh, it was just it's, it blew it's my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I felt so do. fortunate, and and all, uh, just I couldn't believe it when things that I had loved so much when I was younger came back. When Tron came back, I was just like, I'm so what? lucky. Yeah, and when and they made and they made another Blade Runner movie, right. and I was like, I guess this could be bad, but yeah. I'm so appreciative that they're bringing this movie 
to yeah. theaters Another and Mad they're Max. making this film and that people are going to like go back and watch the first one. I mean, that just because mm-hmm. that movie didn't perform that well when it first came out right. in the 80s. You know, it didn't. Right. I mean, there were Star Wars and that was fair. What everybody basically had room for that and like <laughs> Star Trek. And that was like it. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then like Twin Peaks, you know, shows like that where and then the stuff comes back, them back after 30 years. It blows my mind. Yeah. You know. It's yeah, we really are hashtag blessed, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, for but for real though. Yes, queen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. There you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Once an episode, I need you to say yes, queen. Yes, queen. There <laughs> <you>. <laughs> just just <laughs> under your breath. I love it. Uh, Sam, I cannot thank you enough for bringing up this album. Yeah, uh, that was a great. One. It was it was a lot of fun, and yeah. I like sincerely. There was it surprised me some of them that I knew, but like, I didn't know where I knew them from. And obviously the big radio hits, I, I knew of them quite well, but yeah. uh, to get more music that was reminiscent of Tron legacy, it, it was just fun to experience that. And mm-hmm. so far I haven't really had the opportunity to experience them with the exception of now, but you know, we have to turn it down in headphones yeah so i'm excited now that we're done you know i can dive back in in some of those tracks and just dial up the bass in my headphones here and go for it go to town yeah Yeah. um i don't know if you know this but joe is next yes uh this took me a while to figure out what are what i wanted to do where i wanted to go with it Mm -hmm. and we spent a lot of time in the 90s and then sam broke that barrier and he's like 2013 daft punk uh, and I, I had a couple, but I'm like, man, I like this album. I like this one, which I'll, I'll give it some time. I don't want to ruin anything. Okay. You know, uh, but those were in like 98, 99, you know, somewhere around there. Um, and I'm like, ah, shoot, we're getting right back in the nineties again. So this one is going to be a little bit okay. more heavy. Ooh. And I decided to chose, I chose, yeah, to choose Lincoln Park hybrid theory from the year 2000. So it's going to be a little heavier. It's going to be more familiar songs, most likely. I've never actually sat down. It says October 24th, 2000. I've never okay. actually sat down and like listened to that whole album, but there's a lot of popular songs. How many tracks are on that? 10, 11, 12, 12. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, of and course, everyone knows Chester and right, that whole right. thing. And Biggest uh, single um, that, oh, that you I don't can know, see man. on there. There's One Step Closer. There's crawling. Oh yeah, crawling. Yeah, okay. in the end. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So there's like song. some hits on yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can get through that and like see it for what it is. And like what you know, huh? this would have been their biggest album, right? Uh, it's yeah. They actually had an, an anniversary album not too long ago. Uh, come up when I'm hit albums, they have bonus edition hybrid theory, mm. which I'm like, I don't know if there's more to that. I. Yeah. I know the hits, and they have live versions, and they have yeah. So I know the hits as well, and I'm you know hoping to learn some of the deep cuts that I don't know. Nice, and just kind of. Are you very familiar with them? I'm not. I'm not familiar with that album, but I, yeah. I do know that it. I mean, I know the hits from it that you named. Yeah, and I mean, it was. I know that it was basically one of the like definitive albums of the new metal era right. that yeah. was going on at that time. So yeah, crowding in. So I don't know. I'm just yeah. kind of excited to. It's one of those something. things. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic yeah. pick. It's <laughs> some of those songs in there. 
I would love to sing, but I will never be able uh, to do it. Leave it to Aaron. He's got it. <laughs> That's true. Up here, he's a dude that comes in for karaoke. That's funny. <laughs> he's got the high voice. He, <laughs> he can, can do, do it. that. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm planning for. And awesome. We'll see what we can find. It's right. gonna be good. Yeah. Hey, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Everyone. Thanks for yeah. listening. Thanks for your support. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Uh, I know you. you had a busy day today. You've been on yeah. Zoom most of the day. Forever. It's it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> it's fun. This I'm was a great cap to the day. So. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. I better go cool. before my kids freak out right. because I'm not putting them to bed. <laughs> better grab my booze and I gotta get going in the morning. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Have a yeah, good thank one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, man. For sure, man. I I was digging that. Yeah. I'm sorry if we ran a little long. I know that was kind of a lengthy one. No, it's a lot to talk about. It's fine. And really, I don't think that we got like that off track, except for maybe a bit at the end. But and then we got the um, kids. But yeah, I put I put together the REM one, and I'm like, Jesus, it's almost two hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's like listening to the album three times longer they're just gonna get longer and longer yeah right right? that's funny then we're gonna find extended edition i mean (laughs) that's the thing people people have to know what's in store for them yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) they've got to know at this point you have a great night man yeah that's really fun we'll talk to you soon beer you bet of course i hope you enjoyed it yeah that was a nice surprise there might just be another one next time we'll see (laughs) <laughs> All right, later, bro. All right, bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>